Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You are listening to Tax Able with Natasha Heron. Welcome back to Series 2 of Tax Able with Tash. During this season, I will take you on a deep dive into 12 different industries. Each industry has its own tax consideration and complexities. Together, we will discuss key points to help you feel empowered about tax for your business. In addition to the weekly episodes, I've interviewed a key player within that industry. Want to know how they've achieved their success? Or see whether their journey is similar to yours? Well, make sure you tune in each week. Hello and welcome to Tax Able. Today we are taking a deep dive into the fitness industry. Before we dive in, please pause this episode and click subscribe. It makes a big difference to the podcasting platform, so please click that button. The fitness industry has always been a popular market, but during the pandemic, online training boomed as many saw alternative ways to keeping fit. But let's quickly cover structure, as there's a general misunderstanding of the different types. You can be either employed, self-employed, or own your own company. Let's first look at employed. You're paid through PAYE, usually on a monthly payroll. Tax is deducted from your salary before you receive it and that tax is paid over to HMRC by your employer on your behalf. You do not own any shares or interest in the business. Next, we have self-employed. This means you run your own business. You are the boss. You may have employees and equipment, etc. You have to complete a tax return based on your business profits, and that tax return is covered each tax year, which is the 6th of April to the 5th of April. Business profits are your income minus your business expenses. And you have to submit that tax return by the 31st of January. And remember, if you're self-employed, you're subject to income tax on your business profits. And lastly, we have you own your own company. A company is a separate legal identity. It's registered at company's house and it's subject to a separate set of rules as you're one step removed from your business as it's its own entity. You are the shareholder, i.e. you hold shares in your company. You're likely to also be a director as you're involved in the day-to-day running of your business. The company, not you, has to submit a corporation tax return to HMRC. The return deadlines are based on your company's year-end. For example, if it has a December year-end, then the company will have to submit its tax return in the following December and a company is subject to corporation tax on its business profits. If you are self-employed and you want to run your business through a company, you can do this by something called incorporation. But why would you want to incorporate? Well, the main benefit of a company is it's a separate legal entity. If a claim is raised against the company or you run into hard times or default on a loan, then the company is liable for the debts. If this happens when you're self-employed, you could end up losing your house or any other assets that you own as you do not have the protection. So now we understand structure, let's take a look at the main tax considerations you need to be aware of in this industry. 
first of all, we're gonna look at all your different revenue streams. And the first big one is online subscriptions. Virtual training is the new big thing. Income is taxable, and if you're supplying to UK customers, it's also vatable. Also, if you're supplying to end consumers, regardless of where they're based, and end consumers means everyday people, like me and you, rather than businesses. It's also vatable. Be careful if you're supplying to overseas businesses. This may be treated differently for VAT, so check in with your advisor about your worldwide sales. Next, we have books and ebooks. Again, all taxable. Physical books and ebooks are also subject to VAT, but the rate is 0%. Now, if you sell any of these items through Amazon, you're required to know the VAT treatment and you cannot rely on them to tell you. Then we have branded equipment or clothing. All taxable. If your items are made abroad and then imported into the UK, you need to make sure that you have the correct paperwork. You'll have less of a headache with a good freight forwarding company, but given all of the issues at the ports because of Brexit, make sure you're up to date on what forms you need to complete to avoid any delays. And then we have sponsorships or paid placements. Generally, these are all taxable. So make sure you talk to your tax advisor to review any documentation before a new agreement is ventured into, just to flag up any potential tax or VAT issues. Now I've mentioned VAT a few times, and you're probably thinking, should you need to be VAT registered? And this is something that is sometimes overlooked. If you make VATable sales over 85,000 in a rolling 12 month period, you need to be registered for VAT. That's the technical answer, so let's break it down a bit. First of all, VATable sales. That means all sales subject to 20%, 5% or 0% VAT. So out of all of the sales we just talked through and all the different income streams, they were all VATable. So you'd have to add all of those up in one month to know what your VATable sales for that month will be. Next, rolling 12 month period. Each month you need to add up all of your sales from your various income streams and see what the total is. Add each month to the following 11 or the preceding 11 to get your total. Once you go over 85,000, you need to register for VAT. This is why using an online accounting system is key to get live and accurate data. If you do register for VAT, it means that you'll have to charge VAT on all of your sales, and this will likely make you more expensive to your customers, so you need to factor that into your business plan. But you can reclaim VAT on any of the costs that you incur. Next, we're gonna look at some tax deductible costs. And the first one is the main obvious one, which is an application creation. So any costs associated with building or developing an online app are deductible for tax purposes. This means that you will not pay tax on these costs and tax is different to VAT. This counts even if you subcontract out the work to a specialist. Next, we have marketing expenditure. Marketing costs are also tax deductible provided they relate solely to your business. This includes social media management and PR. Uniform. Now, fitness clothing and shoes can potentially be classed as uniform, but only if you wear it only for business purposes, then yes, the full cost can be claimed. However, if you do use it personally, then not one penny of it can be claimed. And personal use includes going to and from work, 
exercising in your own time or for general leisure in your own time. An easy way to help with providing business clothing is to brand it. Next, laundry costs. If you claim uniform, a small amount of laundry costs can also be included in your accounts. Then courses. Any courses which help with your business are tax deductible. If you aren't sure whether your course will qualify, speak to your advisor. The big one is buying equipment. Inevitably, you're going to need equipment to do your job, and this is why it's tax deductible. If you are a company, you may also be able to get extra tax relief through something called a super deduction. Conditions apply, but listen to buy the whole kit and caboodle episode as a starting point. Now, this one's quite interesting. What happens if you decide to build a gym at your home? It's something that you need to be careful of if you own your own home. If you're renting and you create a gym, then all the costs can go through as business expenses. But if you own your own home, or potentially if you're at your parents' home, then you need to be careful. If you put through all of the costs as a business, then you could impact the future sale of that home. This is because when you sell a home, any uplift in value, i.e. the amount it has increased since it was bought, it's subject to something called capital gains tax. The gain, i.e. the uplift, can be relieved from tax if you have lived in that property as your main home. However, any business use of that home is not relievable from any tax. And that's why potentially having a business element in the garden can impact your tax relief on the sale of a home. That's the overall principle. Basically, you need to think about the impact on your home, especially if you're likely to sell it in the next few years. Talk to your advisor and see how it affects your situation. Something that is always overlooked is subsistence. And this means if you're out for a business purpose and you buy a coffee or lunch for yourself, then this is a business cost. Make sure you keep hold of all of your receipts. And if you use an online accounting system, you can take photographs of all your receipts so they get allocated straight to your accounts. Just means that you don't need to keep a box full of paperwork. And the last thing is expenses for years that you're not making any money. Now, if you're just starting out, then you need to make sure you submit your data even if you aren't making any money yet. This is important to log any loss that you make, i.e. if your expenses are higher than your income, as it will reduce your future tax liabilities. We call this carrying forward your losses. For example, in year one, you may have made £20,000 loss as you bought lots of equipment and had setup costs, but you didn't have many clients. In year two, you make £30,000 profit as things have picked up. As you've already logged that £20,000 loss, it gets carried forward and set against the next year's £30,000 profit. So that means overall in year two, you only pay tax on the £10,000 balance, which is the £30,000 profit minus the £20,000 loss. So it's important that you don't miss out on a trick. And another big item which hardly anyone is aware about is you do not want to miss out on your state pension. Now, if you're self-employed, make sure that you voluntarily pay class two national insurance contributions in your tax returns. You may not pay your contributions if your taxable profits are too low, especially in the years that you've just started up. 
If you miss any years because of this, you could potentially miss out on your full state pension and other benefits. The good news is, you can voluntarily pay contributions to fill in any gaps, and gaps are known as years where you've not made those contributions. To put this in perspective, voluntary class two contributions are roughly 150 pound per tax year, and the current state pension is 10,000 pounds per year. So it's definitely worth plugging those gaps. This is also relevant if you own your own company and you pay yourself a small salary and what's known as the tax optimal salary. Just check that even though you may not be actually paying national insurance, that you are eligible to qualify for your state pension. So we've covered quite a lot of key points today. So what should you take away? Well, check what structure you have to make sure you're aware of what taxes you need to pay and when. Next, think about where you see your business in five years. Should you incorporate? Companies provide additional protection for their owners. Make sure you are aware of the VAT status of your different types of sales. And should you be VAT registered? Make sure you're including all of your business expenses. Check if you have any gaps in your national insurance record. And if you have any gaps, make some voluntary contributions as soon as possible. Make sure you tune into Wednesday's episode with Dan Hyman, the founder of Eat Look Feel. We discuss the launch of his business, how COVID has impacted a new startup, lessons learned, future focus, and advice for those starting out. The audio will be available on your usual podcast platform. Otherwise, you can head over to the Taxable with Tash YouTube channel. Thank you for listening and have a great week. You are listening to Taxable with Natasha Heron. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please click subscribe to listen to new episodes as they're released. Make sure you're following on Instagram, TikTok, and the newly launched YouTube channel. A Redwood Studios production.